Harry Potter's here, if you haven't um, recognised their voices already. Uh, Kirby. What's up? Yeah, and Jimmy. Jimbo. G'day, g'day. Does anyone call you Jimbo? Uh, I yeah, do. some people do. Okay. My cousins especially, and some of my... Um, because I'm an English teacher. Some of my students do. Yeah, sometimes. me. Yeah, it's I'm just me. I'm starting that now. I'm oh, taking credit enough. for I it. I like it. Okay, so first, I like to start with a quiz of what was going on in 1977. Hit us. All right, this is in USD, but whatevs. Okay, um, what do you think the average income was? Ooh, for for Australia. For the year. Just I'm gonna go twenty thousand. Yeah, b- about that twenty five thousand. Fifteen thousand oh. dollars. Oh, I was closer. Yeah. The average cost of a new house. Um, let's say five times that. Um, I don't know what that, that is. is. <laughs> you know, some maths. maths and stuff. Maths. Let's say sixty thousand. That's four times that. But anyway. Forty nine thousand. Oh, I should yeah, I'm closer than I go. thought I would be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually impressed. I wish I could buy a house for. $49,000. Yeah. I know. This makes me sad. Yeah, um, and the average rent? Um, let's say 20 bucks a week. Yeah, righto. No, for some reason it was $240. Oh, okay. But I don't really understand that. Economics. We're, yeah, we're into music. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going yeah, on there, math, but hey. I thought that was interesting. Oh, and who was the Prime Minister? Of Australia in 1977, yeah. I'm yeah. going to say... It was, it was the one after Whitlam. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know who he, that is. But he um was it was he the one that was caught um without trousers at some point? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, only know like he died a couple of years ago. Malcolm Fraser. Yeah. Oh, uh, is that him? Yeah, yep. correct. Okay. Malcolm Fraser of the Liberal Party. Yeah, he actually had a very good uh, refugee immigration policy. Right, and more you know. Yeah. Yeah. He he wasn't a Tony Abbott or a Scott Morrison, that's for sure. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, some popular culture things at the time. Atari released its first video computer system, and it was the first major home video game console to become popular. Very nice. Yeah. Rip Atari. Is Atari still a thing now? Uh, uh, oh, sort of. I reckon it'd be for retro usages only. Mm. I don't know. They, if they, don't, they don't make consoles or anything, but I think they still make I games. I think Nintendo have sort of cornered that market. Sad. Um, Elvis Presley was found dead. dead of an apparent heart attack at age 42. For some reason, this article said apparent. Yeah, he was a bit of a, bit of a fat bastard. My say Kirby, what the hell? He was. That's how he died. He was 40 <laughs> and he died on the toilet, might I add. He did die yeah. on the toilet. And fun <laughs> fact, the Clash released a song like a few months before uh, with the lyrics, no more Elvis, Beatles, or the Rolling Stones, and then um, then yeah. Elvis died. And then a couple Great of years timing. later, John Lennon <laughs> died. <gasps> yeah. Um, oh, my And gosh. Keith Richards possibly died, but um, he, uh, he, we would have, most people would have, but he is, you can't kill him. That's a conspiracy and a half. Uh, the Clash killed uh, Elvis is what you're hearing. Yes. yes. Yep. Yes. It also, a little bit of the fact that we'll learn about later on, maybe, but Elvis Costello released his first album, which had The King Is Dead, Long Live The King, or something like that, on his album, which they then, you know, then he died, and then they had a bit of a s- marketing scare. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. 
Um, the New York City blackout lasted for 25 hours and resulted in widespread looting, vandalism, arson, and financial crisis. And could have been partly responsible for hip-hop. Yeah. Because uh, people s- managed to get sampling machines and that kind of thing that they wouldn't have been able what to buy looting. otherwise. Yeah. Interesting. Good on yeah, it was a it was a music for hmm. people of uh, not much money. Wow, there you go. According to the Netflix documentary. Anyway. Yeah, something like that. Um, this is crazy. France had its last execution by guillotine in 1977. Oh yeah, what's that guy's name? I forget it. It's uh, a very French name. Claude. Jean. I don't know, but that's <laughs> very interesting. I'd, you wouldn't have thought that would happen so soon. So recently, rather. Yeah. They should bring it back. No. They um, no. Yeah. No. They're gone. No. no, no. Really Why not? Make it interesting. Yeah, we're, not, we're, not, we're not going with that one, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> don't really agree with that one. Um, oh, this. EMI sacked. Uh, sex pistols because of their notorious behaviour and EMI stated that um, EMI feels it is unable to promote this group's records in view of the adverse publicity generated over the past two months. Really the reason they signed them was because of that exact um, you know, public image though, let's face it. It, it was uh, maybe they thought the public image was limited I don't know. Uh, yeah. D- d- yep. Alright Jimmy. <laughs> So I'm just going to go home now, yeah. <laughs> they were dropped by a few um, labels, I think. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, they could have just ran with it, but there would have been money made anyway with the, all that happening. And uh, the only people that probably missed out was uh, the Sex Pistols heads. I'm not sure. They did mm. have a tour later on called Filthy Luca Tour because that was the only reason they got back together. To make the money. Yep. Very, very punk. punk. I was about to say that's very, yeah. very punk of them. Um, Jimmy, fashion. What have you got for Ooh, us? I'm baby. very interested in this. I don't so know much about. I mean, it's always fashion. a little hard to tell wh- when you're doing research wh- how much of the fashion was what the model, you know, the fashion labels were promoting, and how much was there. So I had to cross-reference, looked at movies, and looked at what was popular in music and that kind of thing, and sort of sort of uh, put it together. But disco was very popular then, and something that was very popular with that was high waists, a lot of high waists. Flares were starting to go out by the late 70s, but there was still a bit of that. Um, and I think I've, I've actually bought some suits but refused to put the waists up that high so they look a bit, <laughs> a bit bigger than they should. But high um, waists come back in. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. totally come back well, in. Well, for women, I'd feel like for men... Uh, yeah, mm. not really. No, only uh. for granddads. Uh, <laughs> Sideburns. Sideburns have come back in for some Well, folks. men, yeah. you know what to do. Yeah. Bring her back. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, come I, on. I'm actually Maybe. wearing high-waist pants right now, but um, you can't tell. So, um, free-flowing hair, which is also good for, for me. Um <laughs> And beards as well. Um, beards were very big. Just look the, at the beards. For the audience, Ew. Jimmy is bald. That is the joke. <laughs> and I also shaved my head. Yes. Um, <laughs> and leisure suits. Now, these were, if you look at that, you just go, yeah. What? Let's, uh, I'm just going to show you guys a, a picture. But look up leisure suits on there. Uh, oh, dear. Very colourful, uh, colour coordinated, obviously. And they're, is it kind of um, like a romper now? 
They have men uh, rompers. Anyone heard of that? No, it's, I it's, it's like the stripy guest shirt of today. It's those types of books. <laughs> um, <laughs> sneakers were starting to get really good around here. Just people were wearing tracksuits for fashion, which was more associated with the 80s, but it was happening in, in the s- towards the end of the 70s. And, of course, punk was starting, so all the fashions related to punk um, do you know where, what what would you say, Kirby? You're it's more into this than I am. Like You're anti-fashion. a anti-fashion. Just buy whatever and make whatever outfit you want. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's very easy to do. A lot of the punk music was kind of surrounded with the fashion, like uh, Sex Pistols, Malcolm McLaren, and that stuff. Clothes. Yeah, I mean he had a, a store. Yeah. That the he was he was possibly one of the least punk people around, but he uh, he knew <laughs> how to get a trend going. Um, including making a rap song later in his career. Absolute uh, banger, by the way. I suggest checking it out. I also just want to quickly suggest some um, phrases, and if we could use this, that'd be great. Um, I've mix, I've looked at cross-reference with punk and music, uh, sorry, with punk music and a few films and that sort of thing, but uh, chicks, um, using chicks, not something chicks. that we do very often now, and that's good. Um, brewski, that was... A oh, it was a slang. Is a slang. These are all slang. Uh, people yeah. use chicks still. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. Speaking. Yeah. There are certain kind of people there. Um, <laughs> to boogie down was very much a disco era oh. phrase. Can we bring Whoa. that back? Uh, I'm going to start Yo, using Yo, Kirby, you want to go just boogie down yeah, later at Rick's? There's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could get into some gobbing if Let's there's a Let's go for band. a brewski and a oh, boogie yeah, down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just spit on the band. Yeah, yeah. we'll have a brewski. I'll bring that back, Jay. Do you want to bring that back? Gobbing. Gobbing. Not you. You no, it's when all, it's when all the bands filled. play and I just spit on you. Yeah. No. You do it when they no, like you. you're literally they always like sick. Yeah, it was like a weird. They either hate you or they love you. <laughs> they just spit on you. If they're not doing either, then that's bad. Yeah. Um, and then of course the phrase "gabba gabba hey," which was <laughs> predated this, but the Ramones brought it back. And th- there's a, f- a film that you may what have heard of. What does that even mean? F- Gabba Gabba Hey. Yeah. I don't think it means anything. It's just, oh. a, just a thing. Okay. Um, Gabba Gabba Hey. Um, <laughs> okay. May the force be with you was another phrase which came into popularity in 1977. And my dad still uses it. Well, does well, he? May, yeah, may he does. Shouts you. out. Yeah. Dad, I know you're listening. May the force be with you. <laughs> Very good, Steve. I don't know <laughs> Steve, but he sounds like a good guy. He's a good guy. Loves his Star Wars. Um, yeah, so that's that's it for fashion and lingo. Um, is this where I... Can I bring in a new segment here? Yeah, It's a very want, brief mate. one. Yes. On. Because this gentleman has been making music from the time that we decided to go from, which was 1960 to now, he started making music about 1962, and he's just he, he keeps going. His name's Bob Dylan. So this segment is called, What is Bob Dylan Doing?, and 1977, well, previous one, 1997, he just released one of his best albums, Time Out of Mind. 1977, he's not really doing anything. So um, he just released Desire, which has Hurricane on it. Uh, we're just going to turn the aircon off there just yep. to make sure that you don't have that white noise in the background, which is soothing, but not always good for podcasts. So he just released uh, Hurricane the year before. Um, and you got divorced. So that's Bob Dylan in 1977. Oh, poor Bob. All right, let's check in on Bobby D. Yeah. A rough, li- rough year for him. Ah, he's fine. He's, yeah, he's pretty he's good. Fine. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's doing all right. 
That's good. Good to hear, Bob. Shout out, Bob Dylan. We should get Bob listening. Dylan on the podcast. Yo. Yo. Hey, <laughs> oh, my God. He's here in the studio with us right now. He could now. come for a boogie down. <laughs> Bobby D, if you're listening, just, uh, you know, hit us up. Hit us up for a brewski. Yeah. And may the force be with you. <laughs> I'll, br- I'll bring some chicks. Gather. <laughs> gather. Down. Hey. <laughs> okay, what uh, movies and TV shows, Kirby? I saw Yo. last period you were really busy doing that research, yeah, I was. so I'm really keen to hear yeah. all about um, this. Nothing really came out in July. It was all kind of crappy, but a few months later we had Star Wars. It's pretty sick. Um, and a few months before that we had Rocky, which the soundtrack was in the charts for a while, which yeah. is surprising. We don't really get movie soundtracks and like movie soundtracks like Rocky's theme. Yeah, in, in, in the, the charts the these score. days. Yeah. We usually get songs that play in the We get those, the but no scores. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I guess, a very specific kind of um, score from the 70s, mm-hmm. which was a bit more rockin' at times. In the way of TV, we got uh, Happy Days going on. It's kind of that middle of the 50s, like, nostalgia period everyone was kind of into. Yeah, and there's, yeah. A, there's a guy, from, for, the, for the young fakes out there, you might not know Happy Days, but you probably would have heard of The Fonz. Ay. And Henry Winkley played that. He's been in many things since then. He's still going. And uh, uh, the main actor was Ron Howard, who is now a big-time Hollywood director. You've probably seen something he's directed at some point. Uh, Solo, for example, Star Wars. Um, so we just... We can always just cut. No, it's still good. Is it? It's going. Gonna we're just doing it. Can't go over it. Over yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we're just uh, having a discussion okay. about that. We will take this bit out, though, won't we? Oh, now I've got to edit. God, yeah, guys, it would take like making 10 me seconds. do work. Yeah. All right. Um, what are we up to? Oh, we were talking about happy days. Happy days. But oh yeah, we've done that. Yeah, but other than that, um, not a, not a huge amount of movies and TV shows around. They yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Oh yeah. Yeah, that came out later. Big. That was big film from that year. Yeah. Right. Cool. Righto. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough then. Yeah. Love that. Loved your research. Thanks, dude. Good job. No, hey, I was sticking to July. Not a lot of things happened in July. Yeah, that's true. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um. Okay. Music now. Bangers. I would like to talk about the music. Ooh, my baby. my my observation. From this playlist, which if you want to find the playlist, listeners, you can check out um, our Spotify. It's on there. There were so many cheesy love songs. I literally want to bath. Like, I'm in, so in sick of it. In the US charts. In the US charts. The yeah, US people love that, apparently. A lot of those US charts I'm just over it. Listen to so world. many this week. Yeah. Like, who? Popular music was a bit <laughs> at this point. Exactly. Which is, well, kind of what leads to the, the weird, weirdo cool music coming. People are just kind of over it. Exactly. Um, I'm in You by Peter Frampton. Was a big Can we just hit? talk about the photo of Peter Frampton? <laughs> That's It's just <laughs> great can album art. Jade, can you describe what, what he's wearing in this? Because I saw right. this in a record store a couple of years ago and I took a photo of it because it was, you know, we know Peter Frampton from his live album. Which is not not great, but um, can you describe what he looks like there? Okay, um, he is wearing some weird silk clothes, exposing his um, 
hairy chest, chest. Yeah. bare hairy chest with big 70s, 80s hair in a um, pr- provocative, sexy pose. Yep. Can you can you have a look at the? And he wants the to be in you. Have a, that shirt though. Is I think they've taken about twenty shirts and they've cut them out and they've stuck them together. And he even has a puffy sleeve, and then it looks like some leather or vinyl pants as well. And it you have to Google it, please. Just look at it. And and the song sounds like the picture. You don't have <laughs> to listen to the song. Just look at the title and the picture, and it's really whatever you have you think in your head. That's the song. That's the song. Yeah. yeah. It rose number two on the Billboard charts, and it was so um, hilarious that Frank Zappa ridiculed the song by his song, I Have Been In You, where he describes intimate things in the lines, I have been in and out and in and out and in and out of you. And you've been in me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know whether Peter Frampton thought he was being like a bit saucy. Like a bit, 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 oh, bit wild. A bit, raunchy, bit yeah. wild for yeah. the 70s. Yeah, but it just turned out wrong. It's uh, very that wrong. was not wrong enough to not oh. land on the charts. He he probably could have never had to work another day after the live album than the success of that. And he looking at looking at the song, though? he should have shouldn't have. But he did worked. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> he did it and he did it with that album cover. And I think Mick Jagger does backing vocals on this if you really want yeah, to. It does look like right. that as well. Yeah. Of course, Mick Jagger's involved in that. It's all right, ain't it? <laughs> um, got to give it up, Marvin Gaye. Oh yeah, well that's that's uh, had a story that keeps going. Do yeah. You, do you you know the you've got the the facts about that one, don't you? I do. Um, the 2013 hit "Blurred Lines" by Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams. Um, they were sued for copyright infringement for 5.3. US million dollars and the gay family received 50% of the song's royalties. If if you listen to it and analyze it though, it doesn't use any of the same chords. No. It's not in the same key. It's literally a, just like the same a, kind of beat. Yeah, one of them's vibe. in a minor. <laughs> yeah. I think literally. that's actually what they said in the song. So, I do remember at the time thinking like I don't actually like the song, but I kind of there are many musicians over the years and producers have gone, oh, I like that idea. I can just put my own twist on it. Mm. And the fact that they won the gay family is is a bit... Um, it's a bit scary. Yeah, it's scary for the mm. industry. I'm surprised... I'm happily surprised that nothing further has happened with other songs yeah. on that one. The verdict apparently encourages today's writers to create original work that does not take advantage of the success of others while pawning it off as their own. Which is why hip-hop is now cancelled. Hey, and, and rock and roll, Jimmy. Yes, pretty much. What's that um, What's that band that just did Led Zeppelin, the young fellas? Oh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're gone. They don't exist. They're not good. Uh, they're just the worst it's of It's like it, Led Zeppelin B-sides. But not good ones. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit scary that you um can just get copyright infringement now from a vibe. From a vibe, yeah. How many vibes can you yeah. recreate? How could how like? Yeah. Oh. It's a bit scary. It's like when they tried to uh, what was it? They copyrighted like the minor scales. <laughs> no way. Yeah, someone tried to like copyright the like specific like melodies. 
They didn't win, did they? Notes. You can't copyright notes, dude. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, th- there are a couple of other um, really cheesy songs. We don't need to go through them. Check them out on the playlist. But um, I Go to Rio is the one hit in Australia. That was a big number one. I actually like that song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't mind. I don't think right. he's a very good singer. But he was a big... He was a big gay icon, Peter Allen, um, and Australia's own. Um, the I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed the Barry Manilow song. And um, as I was, I was saying before, if you like Bar- if you like Father John Misty, but you don't like Barry Manilow, then you're probably a snob because I think uh, he's he's got the vibe. Yeah, a bit of that copyright vibe, vibe yeah. <laughs> copyright infringement vibe. He's um, yeah. <laughs> He's boogieing down on it, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all right. And then having a brewski on the on the proceeds <laughs> with the chicks. Yeah, with the chicks yeah. on the money that he made from it. Damn. Um. Uh. <laughs> walk right in. Oh. I forgot who who that. You're right Doctor. over there, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that look. really that That's really hurt, Jimmy. Yeah, that I forgotten really about. I actually heart. forgotten about it. We we're talking about it before and. I thought we, yeah, that's that's where I would love to take my ears out and just <laughs> not hear. Oh, music. That's great. No, it's awesome. Jimmy. Put him aside. It's a great song. Kirby's it's so purposely trying to be. Try, there's like five different genres. Yeah, in the I'm same like, song. is it country? Is it blues? Is it's it all of them, baby. It's all of them. It's just bad. It's no, it's work of <laughs> That's art. the genre. It's bad. It is a work of art. It's a bad work of my art. My notes here. I'm not argue that. I don't know what I was thinking, but my notes here say it reminds me of Chicken Run, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I get that. So no idea. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can see that. <laughs> if you if you want to know what the visual <laughs> chicken idea, run. it's it's Chicken Run. We've got I, the <laughs> photo of Peter Frampton for I'm in You and Chicken Run for Walk Right In. Yeah. It I is can imagine the chickens like running to it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old uh, blues banjo song, and it's kind of fun in the original, the Cannon's Jug Stomper. Yeah, the original or was um, much better. And yeah, and that's that's a bit of a silly song at the time. I'm sure they didn't tend to take it seriously, but um, it, I know I sang this as a as a child as well, by the way. So it's been with me for too long, mm, almost the you know, 35 years. It's, it's, it's been a burden, a burden and mm. I'm glad I can get it out with you guys. So. <laughs> Just get that off my yeah, soul. We're, Thank we're you for sharing, you, Jimmy. Jimmy. Thank we're you. Here for you yeah. Buddy. yeah. Thank Thanks you. for sharing. Next song I'd like to talk about "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac. Finally, Yo. finally, a, song. a banger. It <laughs> is very good. It's yeah. You go. Sorry. Okay. I was gonna say it was written by Stevie Nicks in ten minutes on piano and a drum machine. In the middle of all the band's divorces and breakups. What a smartass. And Ten it has minutes. a modern and timeless sound. Yeah, that's how all the best songs are written, really. Yeah. In the middle of divorces and breakups. And yeah. 10 minutes with a drum machine and a piano. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do that quite often in my I divorces. I really oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> Just get out your bass and, and drum your machine. guitar, drum machine and yeah. a piano. Um, the Recently, I was watching High Fidelity, the TV series. Oh, there's a there TV series. There now? is. It's quite good. It's. Okay. I think it's better than. The oh, is that the one that has um instead of uh, Zoe Kravitz? Yeah, it's got a girl. Yeah, Zoe yeah. Kravitz, who is the daughter of uh, Lisa Bonet, yeah. who played the one of the love interests in the film. 
but she um, was on a date, and the date's kind of not as into music as much as she is. And she says, oh, to me, Fleetwood Mac was all about the dramas. But when I heard it, I thought she said, the drummers. <laughs> thought, well, the drumming is like, to me, this song has incredible drum sound. And I I have on in my past, uh, and I'm sure I'll do it in my future, just uh, play the intro to Dreams and then go back and play the intro again. That's how much I love the drum sound. Yeah, you just play a song you feel like you haven't appreciated it enough, so you just restart it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. It's, there's some yeah. songs totally. which have perfect introductions. Uh, speaking of Marvin Gaye before, Let's Get It On, another one which I've re-started um, the int- introduction. Oh, now I, now I get that song by Megan Trainor. Oh, yeah? Oh. Yeah. I just, just clicked Let's Marvin Gaye and get it on. Wow. Oh yeah, well, it's a bit late to that one. Quite, quite a bit over your head there. <laughs> a lot of imagination put into those lyrics. <laughs> bit of a bit of a few few years later. Use on that. that. Hey baby, let's Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over well. I'm like, what? And it's all about that bass. <laughs> it's not really about bass. No, Jade. in case you missed that <laughs> sub piece of subtext. Yeah. Right. Okay, now let's look at our fave picks from 1977. We're all so pretty. We're no, okay. <laughs> pretty vacant. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that I wasn't the only one. Bit of Sex Pistols. Uh, you love this one, don't you, Kirby? Uh, they're okay. Anything that's like remotely punk, you're like, oh, you love this one, Kirby. We're don't not all the same, you love Jimmy. it. Like, you love not it. all punks are the same, yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. of them have Thank paper God. clips or Stop whatever in the air. Yeah, yeah. Some don't. Um, Hashtag stop generalising the my, punks. My uh, my parents were actually living in London during this time, 1977. Oh, man. And there was a punk band playing upstairs when my sisters, well, this is pre-me, my sisters were very small children. So dad went up there. Dad's been in Australia for a bit and he's, you know, he's, you can't see me, but I'm doing a square. Uh, it's a good bloke, but a bit of a square. And um, <laughs> he sort of said, um, we've got kids downstairs. I wonder if you could not rehearse. But he said they were actually really nice. And uh, they said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realise anyone was there, innit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can do an accent because, you know, dad's from London. Oh, okay. And he said, oh, that's all right. And then he said, what's that you got in your ear? And he oh, it's a, it's a safety pin. <laughs> he said, what have you got that for? <laughs> um, and he said, oh, it's just a fashion, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's that's it, that was 1977. That's what you did back then if you're a young person and in London. Um, maybe not all, but that one. Um, but so, would you say you're more of a Ramones fan than Kirby? Nah. No, not at all. More of a Clash guy. Yeah, but surely you can like them all. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I don't dislike any of them, but like I like yeah. Public Image Limited more than the Sex Pistols. Oh, mm. controversial. I found some cool facts on Sheena's a punk rocker. Oh, cool, yeah, because that was my pick. I, I very much like the Ramones. I can't listen to them. Yeah. Not stop. Yeah, I can only, yeah. You know, you're going to have only like one or two of their songs in your playlist, so you can't really listen to like heaps. I, feel like I reckon I could go, yeah, it does. I reckon I could go an album mm-hmm. or two, but not, not in, in a row. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what was what were your facts? No, I get you. Um, the song is noted for being the first to refer to punk rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, the first <laughs> song. <laughs> I'm looking the at Jade right now, just like, squinting at her nose. <laughs> mm. It was, uh, the first song that referred to punk as punk, if that makes oh, sense. Yeah, yeah. It kind of established, like, 
what punk <laughs> what punk <Okay>. was. <laughs> we, we just discovered a sound leak. Uh, well, the the word punk was used previously, you know, by people to describe young homosexuals. Irresponsible, really? Really? Yeah, it was a homosexual slur. I no, I didn't know that one. I thought it was yeah. just young rebellious youths. 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 Um, Sheena is the comic book character Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, and was based on the idea that punk would appeal to a jungle girl that was brought to civilization. <laughs> so if, if Sheena uh, the Queen of the Jungle uh, came to to London, the UK, whatever, for a bit. Well, um, well it was, it would have been uh, New York. What? New York. Oh. Remains of New York. Yeah. I'm so tired today. Anyway. Um, well, so that, yeah, that was my big, that's a, that's a cool thought. But you, you definitely had a bit of, um, of Elvis Costello, didn't you, Kirby? Yeah, good old Elvis Costello. My aim is true with an album. It is. Uh, it's a very good album. Very new wave. Uh, it is, uh, on reflection, looking back, it's a little bit misogynistic, but you know. I think all, all music back then was a bit bit like that. What do you think, and Jade, here? Do you want to weigh in on our misogyny debate? Sorry, she's in the middle of a sign <laughs> battle with our producer, yeah. Charles. We got a, we got our, our in-house engineer. Sorry, me and Charles signaling are furiously. signaling a few, uh, few things yeah, having a f- to each other. Having a good argument. It got pretty heated. Sorry about that. Uh, got distracted for a second. <laughs> yeah, which is why we threw to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're an evil bastard, Jimmy. Yeah. You really are. It is a very good album, though. And a, a li- little bit of uh, factual information. The band he used later on became the band for Huey Lewis. Um, so it's quite a... You know, I don't know if you guys know Huey Lewis and the news. And the news, yeah. It's very, very pop pop soul stuff from the 80s. You know, you'll, you'll know some of their songs. stuff was a bit too new wave for me, but when they came out with sports in 83, well, they really hit it. Uh, <laughs> I hope someone got that reference. I really no, did. there's someone in that. Someone out there will. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why I didn't get it. Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Watch but movies, guys. You are. You are uncultured. Um, do Do we have any uh, an Australian flavor to this? Uh, well, yeah, because well, the first punk bands were actually Australian. Don't know if you knew that. Ooh. Ooh yeah. Oh. Bit uh, of a bold statement. Yeah, well, yeah. We you're, got pr- you got, you're like proto-punk and stuff like that, Iggy. But like yeah. actual like punk rock of the 70s uh, started with The Saints and like Radio Birdman uh, um, over here. Just to interrupt, Kirby did do um, the air quotes for punk rock. Um, as he yes. I don't know if you could tell that. I don't That was like subconscious. I didn't <laughs> even consciously do that. That just happened. But um yeah, the Saints put out their uh, "I'm Stranded" album in '76, I think, and that was the first kind of real like m- punk rock release. Brisbane's own. Brisbane's own. Corinda. Yeah. And and then uh, Radio Birdman is the one that you selected there. Yeah, good song. Uh, I believe that one came out even earlier, maybe '74. Um, like, but they're from. Perth, I want to say. No, I think no, they're Sydney. No, yes. Yes, yeah, Sydney. Getting confused. I think you're thinking of Kim and Salmon. Yeah, I am. 
Um, and you t- look, I you were talking before about um, Roadrunner. You got two versions of Roadrunner on our list. Yeah, I'm gonna try and remember why there's two versions. <laughs> uh, one of them was recorded um, with just what's his name? Um, old mate. Oh yeah, old mate. No, what's his name, Jimmy? Jonathan Richmond. Yeah, one of them's like an acu- like a longer acu- like oh, yeah, semi-acoustic yeah. one, and then the the second version is a much faster like punked up. Well, not punked up, but more of a the classic one, two, three, four, five, nah, nah, six. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, that one. Five in that counted to six. <laughs> yes, because it's, it's <laughs> six four time. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Crazy. Okay, well, there's a silence <laughs> now, I guess. So I'm going to have to edit that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, what I else have we got? Oh, um, ra- nobody saw. Radis Navegicus by the, S- by the Stranglers came out, which is a class album. Uh, if I got to recommend a track off there, it's Hanging Around or Peaches. Um, I believe Peaches came out as the single in 77, and then the album followed a few, like, a few months after. So for those people who don't know anything about punk, they they're the golden brown people. Yeah, golden brown is a very weird song because that that's not really like their, <laughs> their sound. <laughs> There's not a lot of harpsichord on these on these songs, you know. Um, a lot of sh- a lot of stuff happening in the UK at this time. Uh, you got bands like um the Dam, <laughs> like up. the Ramones. Yeah, like the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, you got the Ramones going around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not just punk though like a lot of new wave music was starting to pop up stuff like The Jam and Paul Weller how do you define the difference between punk and new wave well, punk is very much like we're making really short music with really basic song structures as a FU to like the radio and like society in general and new Glam. wave yeah and new wave is kind of taking the principles of punk not even that it's just kind of it's taking like the we're doing stuff different now. We're not having seven minute guitar solos in our songs anymore. And it's taking the attitude and just kind of making it a bit more uh, musical and accessible to the masses, I guess. It's kind of like the pop. It's like pop punk before pop punk. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that, I guess, is the best way to describe New Wave. Hmm. What a synthesizer, too. And they, they often uh, reflected on the influence of the Beatles, especially the jam, I guess, because I'm a big the jam fan but yeah uh, many many of them would uh even i guess you could say the clash started to move into that direction because they would experiment a bit more oh yeah after their self-titled it was very much more post-punk sort of sounds and then uh, with sandinista i mean that was like just completely that was like reggae ska punk that was rap it was yeah rap that was a whole bunch like you can't 77 definitely had like all the punk stuff, but after that, everyone kind of just developed their sound a bit more, I suppose. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Uh, my pick was um, Barracuda by Heart. It was VH1's 34th best um, hard rock song of all time, which is pretty cool. And I think I would agree. Why? Because it is a big F U. To their record label. So the song was about their anger towards their record label who made up an incestuous affair involving Anne, I think the guitarist, and her sister as a publicity stunt. So Nancy, is that Nancy, the sister Nancy Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, they were both. That's just a weird thing to make up. Well, you put that in the anime, I'm sure you'll uh, 
sell a few copies of your record. Yeah, well that's that's true, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the idea, and they didn't know about it. But yeah, they made up this whole rumor that they um the sisters were lovers, I guess. Just to sell you records, know, a great like fantasy, I mean, so they could sell some some records. And um, then after a show, a man came up and asked and uh, about how her lover was. And she was like, huh, my lover? And then she found out about all the rumours and stuff. It's very, very... So the yeah, record company just doesn't really... It's a good example of, well, you're just a, a product to push around. We'll, we'll sell you how we yeah, want. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't just rely on their music because, you know, you know, they had to have something else as well because apparently, you know... They weren't just strung up on their own, which is quite annoying. And they apparently borrowed the riff from a band they were opening for. They were like, oh, I like this riff. Let me change it a little bit. Let me put it in the song. Yeah, that's uh, music. That's how all great songs are Yeah, made, but like, fair enough, you know? It works. And I it works. I think um, Bob Dylan, who he mentioned earlier, uh, didn't he say, you know... The Dylan Report. <laughs> yeah, the Dylan Report, <laughs> yeah. That, um, well, good... Actually, I've forgotten the quote now. But it's something about, you know, how great artists steal. Um, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Mm. I th- yeah. Someone's going to correct me. A, I think that, I don't think that originated. Yeah, he, he probably it. stole it off someone else, I'd say. Um, because he's a great that's artist. A, that's a pretty old quote, if I yeah. recall correctly. I know, but I, I'm a, I like Bob Dylan, and it's so I just thought I'd use him. That yeah, true. And I'm stealing it off Bob Dylan <laughs> and saying it's mine. I actually said that first. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. wow. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Coined right here on the Thank you. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a great artist. So. Wow. Um, I also picked Knowing Me, Knowing You by Abba because my mum really likes that song and she showed me it. It's a bit of a sad story. I don't know, the blonde one. Mm. She Is it Agnetha? Yeah, yeah. She became like a recluse because she couldn't handle the fame and she like retreated onto a a farm or something a ranch for like years and years and years and just did like yoga and horse riding and i'm surprised that that's pretty sick though (laughs) yeah i'm surprised that not more artists do that really because i don't know how how you could handle it yeah i mean i'm i i say that knowing that i won't ever be that famous but i don't (laughs) know how how anyone really does cope with it maybe if yeah. you're you have to have a certain mindset to survive through that yeah hmm. yeah. Mm. yeah well um any other any other yeah, I got recommendations marky moon by television came out in Ooh, July baby. 77 and that is the entire album is just fantastic you got to just listen to it please it's beautiful great album 10 out of yes. 10 it is it it's one of those things where you can listen to it and you can listen to it and it doesn't get old. Uh probably wouldn't be you too also if um television mm. hadn't made that album. Um um there's a couple I've got a couple of songs here. Um Heroes David Bowie came out around about then, but um River Song by Dennis Wilson who was kind of the forgotten of the brothers in the Beach Boys released a great album. Um, called Pacific Ocean Bloom. River Song came out around then. But my two picks also happen to be some of my favourites ever. Um, that was around the time that Muddy Waters, the great blues singer, blues had been out for a good while yet. And 
he um, managed to resurrect his career with the help of Johnny Winters, who was um, a slide guitar player. And you should just look him up, Johnny Winters, because um, he's a phenomenon. He died a couple of years ago. And they made an album called Hard Again, which sounds really bad to name an album that, but it's <laughs> just eight songs of just phenomenal blues and featuring the harmonica of James Cotton, who um, you shouldn't play like if you're a harmonica player, as I found out because I, I started to learn around about the time that I heard this and ended up busting a lot of harmonicas. They've got tiny little pieces of metal and if you blow too hard or you suck too hard as it actually is, then you end up busting a harmonica. And then one of my very favourite songs, um, so that was Hard Again and Manish Boy I chose for that. It's on the playlist. But Waiting in Vain by Bob Marley and the Wailers um, is an incredible song that everybody should listen to. Um, it's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, and that's all the songs that I have. Cool. Well, I think we shall wrap up here. Thank you for listening to another episode of the impressions that I get. Yeah. Uh, July 1977. And we, we do apologise for it being a little bit late. Yeah, but um, Technical difficulties. And, and you know, we're, we're still getting our heads around how a podcast is made. Yeah. Um, but we're working on it. So yeah. our next episode will be coming very, very soon after this one. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, it'll be August. Yeah, August. In, and that'll be 1987. Yo. So Sticking I believe... Sticking with the seven theme for some reason. Yeah, I d- yeah, I think this is the last one we'll do on a seven for like a yeah. third one. <laughs> but there, there'll be a bit of you two and a bit of George Michael and a bit of Madonna. And we're going to have a special guest on. Who's our special Ooh. guest, Jade? Our special guest is Caleb Freeman from our new band Dreamfield. He'll be coming on to talk about his favourite songs from um, 1987, August. Yeah. August. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Thank you very much for oh, listening. One thing before we go, just um, check us out. We've got a Facebook page. Um, we're we're still we? working. Plug, plug yeah, we the do. Socials, Starving yeah. Kids, because we're, we're under the umbrella of Starving Kids or SK. And we also have a YouTube where there's live videos. <laughs> there was a Jade on there. We're not sure. Is that still up, Jade? You got a live show on that on YouTube? She, you did you not know oh, this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you were the very kids. first one. You were the. Oh, I was the very first one, so I think they took yeah, it down. Yeah, but it if may they have didn't been take taken down. down while we're out. still working it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, I'll put the playlist on the uh, Facebook page. Um. And one day we might even get Instagram. Who knows? Oh my gosh. Who knows? Yeah, oh that should be exciting. That, that would be, be a bit much. That would be a bit too much, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll th- we'll we will try and take photos so you can see what we look oh like. We're gosh. 